This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Come here. I know you can help me. <laughs> Gather around the radio, children. It's Halloween, <laughs> and we're going to have a lot of discussions about the supernatural That's and right. the other world with this life. Yes, this Dr. will be a, Drew this and will Bob. Be this and maybe this afterlife <laughs> even we'll talk about and uh, get into some philosophy, get into some interesting I do love ideas this with a neuropsychologist Susan knows I love about this psychics. And so, Bob, I love this you. One, Bob, this one's for you. Uh, this is my podcast. I also want to shout out to our great sponsor at Bergamet, Bergamet.com. Also, if you head on over to doctor.com, click on that Bergamet banner for more details. Be sure to bookmark the Amazon banner. I'm going to start taking it now. I've heard it you should. 10 times. Yeah, no, you should. The can Amazon I get a ban- discount? I'll, I think I, I can get you some. Uh, Amazon banner, doctor.com. If you want to support the podcast. You want to take some? No. Sure. <laughs> uh, all your holiday shopping can be done if you bookmark that Amazon banner at doctor.com. It doesn't cost you a thing, but you still win in the sales of this podcast. Also, please tell a friend, subscribe to this live podcast wherever it is available, iTunes, Podbean, iTunes, no, tunein.com or at podcastchart.com. We are a top podcast in self-help and health, and we uh, we appreciate your support. And if you have any interest in a new and innovative, strictly medical podcast, check out Weekly Infusion with me and Dr. Bruce Heishober. It's a well-produced, got a newsletter associated with it. It's a very, we get some very interesting stuff on that one, as we do on this one as well. So here we are. Let me introduce our guest. We're talking to Jenna Kravitz. Jenna is a neuropsychologist. She's a PsyD, and uh, her career path is changing today, evidently, <laughs> I just heard. Uh, Jenna, you may have seen her on my HLN program. She was an important contributor there for us. Uh, and uh, MC is here. Should I introduce MC at this Absolutely. point? Absolutely. Yeah. MC, tell us about Hi, it. Guys. Tell us how people would find you and what they would, should know about you. So I am a psychic medium from New York City. Um, Leo Virgo, who is at the moment single. Is that appropriate? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's hysterical. Can we can we make love matches here? Yeah, it's, um, well, you have the magic power, so I would hope. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I am on Instagram at Melissa MC Medium. Also on Twitter at Melissa MC Medium. And on Facebook at MC Psychic Medium. Not much difference there. But I refuse to get a website. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of one of those things. If it's meant to connect, I'm meant to connect. So, Jenna, you uh, talked about what a neuropsychologist is and does, and so people can understand the perspective from which you're speaking. Sure. So, 
neuropsychologists are are people with a doctoral level degree in clinical psychology who do an additional few years of postdoctoral training. And basically, it's the study of the relationship between brain uh, functions and behavior. And so, and personally, you use instruments that can right, very accurately. Right. So we don't do as much therapy. A lot of neuropsychologists try not to do more well, therapy. We are so busy doing the testing. Um, but we focus on assessment, on testing. So like when a child is having a problem in school, they would go see a neuropsychologist to figure out what learning disability. And for me, I've focused most of my um, research and study and practice on geriatric neuropsychology. So I tend to see older people um, with memory problems. But you know, in my clinical work at the hospital, I got to be ready to see anything that comes through the door. So I've seen brain she got tumors, a lot of high, cancers. She Bob sees a lot of high profile stuff. Too. I think I've passed on Bob's number to quite a few people. Yeah, <laughs> sure. From so the psych emergency <clears throat> stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's you know, over the last five years, I've been working as a hospitalist. So just with people in the hospital before Have brain you surgery, an after increase in how people describe anxiety. And and it means a million different other things. That's a catch word yeah. now, people say. The addicts who are just realizing they're addicts say they're anxious, they're suffering from anxiety, from the reality that you're a drug addict. That's what you're suffering I think people from. aren't like knowledgeable enough, so they just use this the umbrella anxiety. term like, oh, I'm anxious, so I have to do this. Right, discontent, right. Yeah. misery, so all those many things. things. Yeah. And but that's a lot of the reason why people actually go see psychics. And, and to be fair, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that yes, in a second. Anxiety. Including me. Is that why you go? Well, yeah, well sure. uncertainty, right, is what people don't like. Uncertainty is, yeah. is why, why people get obsessive compulsive. And just let me say something for the 12-step world. The 12-step world says you're just going to accept life on life's terms. This should relieve your anxiety and your need to feel like you're in control. Right. I really believe that a lot of the AA stuff lines up with what's wrong with people. Oh, but of Once course. you relinquish control, like I don't really have control. The Bob, biggest one I face that's is the first step, parents. Pa- yeah, but no, people don't know about it anymore. They're all being dealt with medically managed care. But, yeah, but what people don't know is, especially parents of millennials who are on drugs, the parents think they're keeping their kids alive by controlling them. Right. But they're preventing them from growing up. Right. And and they feel like if they let go or had better boundaries, the kid would die. Do right. you ever face that stuff? Do you yeah. ever see that? Well, I don't see kids that often, but even with younger adults who like are in the hospital for some overdose yeah. and we've had, I mean, so many different types of overdoses. I work for a really large hospital in Los Angeles. So, I mean, Fentanyl. well, I mean, Everything. even the Flocka, I mean, yeah. you know, the edibles. Those are a big one. They come so, in psychotic. Yeah. That. Did you get all the homeless people from downtown that were ODing on Flocka? We get a, we get a, a lot of What is too. that stuff? I had to ask Drew. Did you hear about of, it, Drew? Yeah, There's she was asking me about it. of them OD'd I know, a lot weekend. of them went county. I know. It was, it was actually Spice. We talked about it after yeah. the one news story yeah. of, um, of the young guy. But yeah, so I think like... You're right. There's there's a lot of control, but human beings like control. We like right. being in control. We don't like of uncertainty. Things. Didn't and, and they used to in the 40s and 50s kind of accept certain parts of life they can't control? Well, I would say I don't get MC into this point. I would say the big thing in a weird way is sort of a denial of death that we're into, and so that's the biggest uncertainty. If you can't accept dying, how can you accept how anything? Essential of you. If you yeah. can't accept death, you can't accept life. Yeah, MC, is that am oh, I yeah. onto something there? Absolutely. And you, s- you know, it's so funny listening to you guys because I find that a lot of my clients that have anxiety disorders and 
I'm no medical expert by any means. I just speak to the dead. So, you know, my, my, my medical expert, you know, expertise is not there. But I do find that a lot of um, my clients who come to me with anxiety issues or related issues um, are actually empathic. And what's happening is they are, they're unaware that they're picking up the energy of people around them. And it becomes part of their energy. So I, it's almost overwhelming emotion. I, I, yeah. The emotion can't be placed. Now, now, I would argue that she's getting a couple of interesting topics there. One is, I think different people experience anxiety differently. Do you guys have measures of that? Oh, like, absolutely. Like, like well, for instance, symptom for, inventories. Yeah, like for me, depression causes anxiety. Sure. For Susan, anxiety causes depression. Right. And it's a weird <laughs> oh. disconnect there. But even depression and, is expressed differently. Right. I mean, so, not everybody sits at home crying. Right. And so yes. for me, anxiety, and I, as somebody with an anxiety disorder, obviously, was because I was disconnected from my own emotions. And then picking up and stuff the environment and trying to trying to manage it from a sort of disconnected place, and that makes it you're then you get into controlling, then you start trying to control stuff. But I think I, I agree with you in what what you were saying, um, MC. Yes, that I think that we feed off of other people's energy. I mean, I see this even in the workplace. Like you know, one of the reasons I decided to make a big change in my life is like I can't be. I, I, when I'm at, in the work environment, sometimes it's like they're so anxious about billing and about, you know, these very like b- things that have to do with the organizational structure. And like, yeah. I'm not really willing to feed into that anxiety because then when I leave there, I'm so anxious about, did I get everything done? Did I do enough? Did I? And then I go home and I'm like a disaster. So <laughs> I'm not interested in feeding off of other people's anxiety. And I, I'm not a very anxious person at my baseline, but I've certainly been through like very traumatic um, situations in my life that have made me anxious for long periods of time. And in those, I even found that I had to separate myself from other anxious people huh. because if not, yes. it, it was too overwhelming. And I, I, I'm not a psychic, but I've always felt like I've had a good gut instinct. Which is what... And that's found. exactly it. Yeah. That's and the yes. foundation of that. Yeah. But now, now you, you're a scientist. I am. And, and you also... But you also love this subject. I do. I am a scientist <laughs> and I'm probably an outlier. I think some of my colleagues would be horrified <laughs> to hear me say this today. I love it. But I love listen, it. I, I, was raised in a, in, I was raised by a single mom who went to channeling groups every week. And we had... Wow. Yeah. And we had... Um, Man, I'm blanking on the word. When you get rid of the evil spirits. Um, Cleansings or something. Uh, exorcism. No, the, we had an exorcism in our home when I no was like way. 11 years old because our home was built on Indian burial grounds. Speaking of traumas. I saw. <laughs> yeah, really. No, I can tell you that I saw crazy. the spirits. My brother was so traumatized yeah. that he was actually homeschooled because his anxiety was so bad. And so we've had exorcism. So I was raised in this. This was the wow. culture. My mom was like this total hippie liberal feminist like never trust a man where was that here in the valley in northridge oh really and like you know was involved in these channeling groups so it's you were out in the desert i grew up with this so when i you know it it was not foreign to me and i really i've always been open to having readings and trying new things but when i went through a divorce four years ago i got separated and went through Mm -hmm. a divorce and it wasn't my choice and it was very traumatizing for me i immediately went to a reader um, who I felt was very accurate and I went through chakra cleansing and I thought I'm going to do everything I can to save this marriage. So if it's me, I need to cleanse my chakras. I need, you know, and I... What did the reader tell you that it's over? The reader said to me, 
I don't think that it's going to work right right off the bat. And my question was, is there anything I can do to increase the chances of? Now, I don't know if at that point I was being scammed or not because I dropped a good good load of money on those. (laughs) I was going to say, how much did you spend? Yeah, a little too much. I mean, I'm talking like I've gotten like pieces of his hair and like a piece of clothing and put it in a gold box and went and like set it on fire. Trust me. Uh, (laughs) The other woman, like, you know, I've done it all. But... What I found was that, and I and I went to therapy at the same time. You know, all my friends were like, you and then go you to have therapy. a head full of psychi- psychology that you know what you're doing is yeah. crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was at an impasse in my life, all and right. there was all there was in front of me was uncertainty. Right? I, I right. had these these four year old twins. I, I I'd never been single like in my life. Right? I met my husband at 19 years old. I was 34. I, I, I never paid my own taxes. I wasn't a grown up. Yeah. Um, and wow. and to be honest, I would never go back and change anything because in retrospect, it was a necessary period of growth for me. And I appreciate that from the universe. But I went to therapy and I found that I would go to therapy and we would talk about, you know, my thoughts and my self-talk and and that was all great. But that when I left the chakra cleansings, for some reason, I felt better. There was no talking during w- that. Was there? Was it maybe just the empathic attunement of the other person? Maybe and and, and doing giving you bodily based experiences that they attuned to. It could have been, yeah. but I think also, um, and I did go through, admittedly, a period of psychic obsession where I had this reader I would go to, but then I would call. You know, I had like a service that I liked that I would call, and it would turn out I would call once a day, twice a day. Ooh. Yeah, no, I. Oh wow, I, I you were real on there. Yeah, I but will. That's sort admit, of OCD. You have an OCD. Thing? No, but I was so anxious about what was going to happen next that I wanted the answer, and not only that. Why didn't you jump into action to make it happen? Make Why what didn't you happen? just sit with it? Well, if somebody separated, yeah. what, you because file sitting for with divorce. it is so uncomfortable. It's, it's more like an action by yeah. filing for divorce so, or getting a lawyer. Did I you did. do those things? Yeah. So of course I did. So I had an attorney, and we decided to wait to file for divorce. I think my ex husband who decided. Was sort of we both decided. I think he was sort of. My ex husband would have wanted to ha- to stay married, but to not have, have like a like a traditional <laughs> relationship. I think. Welcome to America. But, yeah. Well, you know. But listen, I was married for a long time. Does everybody and, know that doesn't work? Yeah, I, I know guys that doesn't want work. That. No, we guys know it doesn't want work. That. But, I know that. But guys work. need to stand <laughs> up and say that doesn't work. No, guys, listen. It, you, it, people want to believe it works. It's right. going to have to all come crashing down. You right. and I have been through multiple cycles of this where we've seen it. We. Those of us that work never in so health, much as the last ten years. But, but here's it's the consistent. I know, but whatever. Look, the whole mental health community, at least in the '60s, the mental health community was sort of for it. Now they go, they're going, oh, we we got behind that once before. It did not work, everybody. But it's going on anyway, so we'll see. Well, I mean, I also I'm pretty liberal when it comes to. I guess I'm conservative when it comes to thinking about marriage where I don't think affairs are like a deal breaker. I think they're a symptom of a much larger problem and that's, if there's that's, a way to work on You're right, them, but that's for a woman. For men, they're right. much bigger deal breakers. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So where I was sitting, I was hopeful and I guess the reason I sought out the readings and the psychic advice was I was looking for some morsel of hope like most people who call psychics all the time or go for readings is that therapy is one of these processes that makes you look internally right at your own demons and you don't want to um you know you don't want to like have to look at when you're going through that and you're so anxious you don't want to look at your own demons at that point what you want is someone to say it's going to be okay you want symptom relief yeah and so it's like a drug addict who just needs something to get the symptoms to be even and so the psychics 
inevitably, one of them would say, oh, it's all going to be fine. He'll be back within nine months. And then I could sleep at night. It was a temporary fix. I got it. And there were psychics who were honest with me from the get-go. And I always wrote their names down. And those are the people I'll consult with now because they were always like, this is not what you want to hear. But, um, and listen, it's been four years. My ex-husband's my best friend. He lives like across the street from me. We co-parent our seven-year-old twins really well. We've made it work. But like, it was a really anxious few years. And I felt like the psychic readings were more helpful in terms of keeping me afloat. I was was treading water. It was a fix. It was a fix. fix. I didn't do drugs. I didn't go to alcohol. But Can we just touch on one thing that... The best friend thing. Hang on. Before you head up to the friend, i got to take a little break. We're right back after this. Well, of course, you've heard me talk about Bergamot Mega Plus. It's derived from extracts of the Bergamot citrus fruit. That's right. This is in the Calabria region of Italy. They use it there like crazy. They've used it for generations. It is something that's extremely rich in polyphenols. Now, I don't typically get behind supplements, but this is one I can I can sign off on. It is known to reduce the risk for heart disease. The Italian government has actually done some very good research on Bergamet, as well as many studies to prove its effectiveness. Bergamet Mega Plus is a natural statin, right? That's an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. That's much like the medicines that people take, I myself take. Lowers triglycerides, raises HDL, lowers LDL. Some people take Bergamet with the statin even. So it addresses also conditions faced by millions of people worldwide. That is the so-called metabolic syndrome, which is increased abdominal fat, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, high triglycerides, high blood pressure. And it helps with that. It helps with insulin resistance. Now, I do suggest you, of course, talk to your doctor if there's any question at all. And there are alternatives pharmaceutically that many doctors may recommend. But Bergamet Mega Plus offers an all-natural option. Cardiologists and physicians all over the world have recommended it. Its effectiveness is the subject, as I said, of many good quality scientific studies. So to learn more, visit bergamet.com. That's B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T. That is bergamet.com. Or click on the Bergamet banner on our website. I suggest you do so. Okay, we're so, back. And so, go ahead. I just want to touch on this thing of of people who get divorced as being best friends. I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that, Drew? Uh, you have to be respectful. You have to be kind. You yeah, have mutual. It's interest. not traditional. Trust me, my other friends who are divorced like hate their ex spouses. Yeah, I'm not like that. that either. But I'm somewhere in the middle, and I think there you make the effort to have the relationship with your ex. That's healthy for you. Not only that, I think it'd be hard to get on if you maintain a real close friendship. How that, do you that can feel happen when he goes? How do you feel as as his I'm best guilty. friend? Oh, you're, you're, okay, your friendship. You're doing it too, best friends. Your best I'm friend guilty. as a best yes. friend. Yeah. Well, okay. I wouldn't say best so. I want to ask a really. Close. That's good for her. I mean, I'm, 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 I, I want to ask a blunt question. Yeah. Does he come to you and talk about his sexual things with other? He has a girlfriend. Okay, so when he was first going out with her, how did you feel? Oh, awful. I mean... That's not a best friend. Yeah. That's no. all I'm so, saying. Right. That's not a best right. friend. Well, here, I'll, we th- gotta I'll start say calling right. it. Feeling? Say you get along great with. Well, we... Here's the thing. We we take vacations together with our kids. We, kids. we do a lot of things yeah. with our kids. We don't... Well, we even have lunch sometimes when it's just us. If I have a business question, I say, hey, what do you think? Can you help me problem solve this? My ex-husband's a super successful guy. And so we problem solve those things. And let me tell you, if like when I'm sick and... I was recently in the hospital for a few days. Like he's the first person to he's got my back. Um, he made some really poor choices at a time when our life was really stressful. I'm not excusing it, but 
I, I get it. I, I, in my mind, I had two choices. One is I could live hating him for the rest of my life and let my kids see that. And it would stress me out. And, you know, I've got Crohn's disease. So, like, it, that wouldn't be good oh, for me. Oh, yeah. Or I could choose to forgive him, never, ever forget what he did, and treat him like a human and let my kids see that. And I will say that my parents got divorced when I was six years old or seven years old. They didn't talk for years and years and years. But when my um, father came down with skin cancer about eight years ago or 10 years ago, my mother was the first to run, take care of him, take him to his appointments. He had his face regrafted. Mm-hmm. And two years later, my mom fell and she broke her neck and had a brain injury. My oh. father lives out of the country. He was the first person on a plane here and stayed for four months to take care of her. And one time I said to my mom, two different times, mom, why do you, why did you run and take care of dad during that? You didn't have to. He Trust me, he, was, he didn't deserve it. He wasn't a good husband. And she said, because he's your father, who else is going to take care of him? And then when I went and said, my dad, the same question two years later, why are you here taking four months? off of work you know we can do it and he said she's your mother she's family who else is going to take care of her that that issue of sharing a child and being family is an interesting so how how can i and this is what was modeled for me Mm -hmm. so i don't know another way so mc what about people coming with the uncertainty and stuff well let's get into mc what about her relationship you know it's so interesting listening to that perspective of it and I have to say, like, just picking up on your energy alone, I can totally tell you're empathic. And I would even borderline, I mean, I don't know you, I can't quite see you, but I would absolutely say that you have a gift. Because for me, a lot of the physical signs, the Crohn's disease, the, you know, the effects of the chakras, you know, those are the energy points in the body. 90% of empaths have some sort of digestive or abdominal issue, whether it's IBS, Crohn's disease, you know, um, acid reflux, because of that constant in and outflow of energy. We receive as psychics, not as mediums, but as psychics, the intuitive part is actually our solar plexus, which is located right around the belly button area, almost like a circle. It's about seven inches in diameter, projects outward behind us and forward about four inches so all that energy coming in you know I'm kind of curious how long you've had Crohn's disease I was diagnosed when I was 19 I'm I'm about to be 38 in a couple weeks here yeah so so yeah I'd be curious to connect with you and give you some tools outside of this to kind of help you regulate that because I've come off my IBS medicine just by energetically um, kind of putting some tools into, you know, my daily routine. And I was one of those, like, IBS, I had to take a pill before I ate a half hour, before I ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And wow. currently, I'm on no medicine whatsoever. So, Well, that um, would be amazing. I've definitely, so, and I, thank you, MC, I really appreciate that, and I'll take you up on that. Yeah. I'm always open to energetic healing, but I will say that in my course with Crohn's that I've definitely sought out energy healers. And um, unfortunately, when the disease is so inflamed, like when when it's so severe, I've found in my 
history that I really do need medications or else I end up with surgery. And at this point I have no, uh, no colon left. So I have no colon and, um, and I'm pretty open about this, by the way, sorry if it's TMI guys, but, um, (laughs) you know, I have no colon and I, I follow follow what the doctors say. I know. Right. When I go on dates now, I'm like, so I have no, you You seem so great. And I'm like, well, here are all the things you need to know about me. Um, (laughs) So yeah, no, I don't have a bag. I don't have a bag. But, you know, I might one day because you never know. But like, that's certainly not my hope. Um, But I have found that the energy healing is really great when you're not in a severe flare. Now, let's quickly talk. We're going to go to Ashley's reading in just a second. But I want to quickly talk about people that use psychics excessively. So in Jenna's case, it was helpful for her because it assuaged her anxiety, even though some of it was inaccurate, yes. some of it was she sort of pro- problematic behaviors, but it still And I rejected her. it, right. Rejected it. What yeah. do you do, MC, when people are coming at you with that kind of energy? So um, just a couple of things for me that are quite interesting about it. Um, I have a couple of rules that I implement because I feel that in honoring like the stages of grief, right? So when we have someone who has just lost someone, they immediately want that connection. It's like, oh, well, I want to know you're there, and I want this sign, this sign. I want you to see the color red. I want you to say banana. <laughs> you know, they, they, it, it's, it's so true. And listening to your story, I'm the opposite. I was raised in a completely Catholic environment, went to Catholic school, like, was the one in the principal's office for questioning how Jesus was born if <laughs> nobody had said. <laughs> you know, like, I was the typical, like, you know, how are they angels if they've never walked the earth plane? And it was just that they didn't have the answers, so it was go to the principal's office, you know? So for me, it's it's so interesting how your background should almost fit my, my life right. <laughs> and vice versa. Um, and I, I think it's still a struggle, but... I will not read for someone um, who has lost someone in the last four months. I have that because I feel on average, and it's taken me a while to kind of build that boundary, but I've noticed that they're not in a place to hear it. They kind of hear what they want to hear, and then they'll manipulate what you said to fit what they want to hear because they're in that either stage of denial you know, the stage of anger, the, and a lot of spirits actually will come through with, you know, who they weren't on the earth plane. So if somebody was very abusive, they may come through very kindly because they see the error of their ways. And you've got a client sitting across from you who's like, I hate this, you know, beep, beep, beep. I'm going to beat myself out here. But, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting. But for me, psychically, um, there's almost a dependency that can occur where you've got people who will not go food shopping without validation of a psychic. That's wow. not good. Oh, that was <laughs> Yeah, no, it's Let crazy. Me, can I and ask it, you can I ask you right around we're coming up on Halloween and Cinco de, and and Day of the Dead are more spirits active and reaching out and all over the place like one would imagine on a Scooby-Doo cartoon, or is it just the same as usual? I've you always know, wondered that. It's an awesome question, Bob. Um, it's actually when the veil between the two worlds is the thinnest. Wow. And w- what they would do where the origins of costumes come in is they actually believed if they disguised themselves that the bad spirits wouldn't know who they were. Ah. So they would actually mask themselves 
to prevent bad energy so from like identifying fall them. Or I'm fall season. Is that what you're saying? In the end, the be- beginning of fall right now is when yeah, it's the thinnest. Big transition energetically, I, and you see a heightening also of a lot of psychic readings. A lot of, um, and it's funny. I don't know why, and I've been questioning this. A lot of my colleagues, their work has kind of slowed down during these months. For me, it's quite the reverse. It actually picks up. Um, but I wanted to just go back with what you guys were talking about earlier. It becomes almost like a a codependency, mm-hmm. but in a validation way. Right. I find that people who are coming, you know, it's almost like, well, I think, and there are often things that, because psychic and mediumship, two different realms, you know, in their, what they are. Really, psychically, you're connecting to a person's auric field or their personal energy, where with mediumship, you're actually receiving the energy or the information from the other side and relaying it to the person. Um, So speaking only in a psychic capacity, I think that people these days, you know, going back to the uncertainty, um, Drew, that you were speaking of in the beginning, you know, they almost want to know, they want validation of things sometimes that aren't really even, you know, somebody may look at it and totally laugh, where somebody else looks at it as like, okay, well, I want to know if you get the lotto numbers. Well, if I got the lotto numbers, I doubt I'd be sitting here in New York and, you know, on Skype with you guys in L.A. I'd probably be on a beach somewhere, right? you yeah. know? And we can't give those things. Just we can't give that. a side that, note of that, you know? Yeah. Remember, remember the movie Rain Man that yeah, came out with about autism? I worked with autistic people at the time, and everybody started seeing if their guys knew how to count cards. Uh, that's <laughs> Listen, I, I never I, saw it. I, I'm anxious it's to get just, Ashley in here. I want I want to get this uh, yeah, going get with MC and yeah. Ashley. So take a little break, <laughs> and we'll uh, have a, have at uh, a little reading here and see what how it goes. Perfect. Right All right, we are back, and uh, I want to introduce another guest, Ashley. Welcome, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Yeah. I, Ashley's a new friend of ours, so I barely know Ashley, but I can guarantee you that MC does not know Ashley at all. Uh, MC, uh, our producer has asked me to tell you, is an evidential clairvoyant medium. She has not met this guest. Never, we haven't told her anything about her. Our guest is not well-known personality. You can't Google her. She has no Google sites. Uh, not Googleable. Understand anything Melissa says is all information <laughs> she is getting from her own intuition, and our producer has not set up anything in advance except for the fact that our producer knew Ashley and knows MC, but no, but, but we barely know Ashley. I mean, we're just getting to know Ashley. But, uh, so, MC, there you go. You, you two have at it. We'll sit quietly. So, Ashley, I'm just going to firstly thank you because I know this is your first reading, so I'm sure you're probably a little nervous, which just I can pick little. up on. I could actually feel through the phone <laughs> here in New York. Um, now, I always ask permission because I feel like there is, you know, an honor to this. Um, and I may receive things that are of, you know, a psychic nature, um, but I may also receive things that are from the spirit world. So are you open to both? Yes. Okay, perfect. So the interesting thing for me, the first thing that comes through is if I'm looking at this um, both in a psychic and mediumistic way, I keep being shown pages of a book. So for me, there's often some link into this here. Um, 
so funny. I feel name as well. So have you got a middle name that would be a page or is there an actual link to either writing? Because I almost want to write with you. So I don't know if you write for something or you've actually got a literal link to the name page. But I keep smelling old books um, as it's coming in. And I also just keep hearing page. I mean, I love Beauty and the Beast (laughs) (laughs) and libraries. And that's important. I love books, but I don't think I have any other... I mean, I'm dating a writer, but other than that, <laughs> I I would go with that. Then that totally works for me. That the fact that you're dating a writer, um, and is it a the fact somewhat... that he's sitting right here is pretty good. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I watch. I'm gonna pick up on his energy. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Um, well, can I add? He's a good writer. No, <laughs> he is. He is a very good writer. Oh my god, I'm probably gonna end up pick- reading him. Okay, thank you. When you hear me say thank you, I just like to acknowledge spirit. Um, So is this a fairly new relationship, though? Because I keep seeing that this is like in the earlier stages of it. Um, How much do you want to know? No, I I would really like to know everything. That's good for both of us. We can save time. We can excel time. He's saying no. No, he means yes. (laughs) He's not there. Oh man, he's. I'm happy to to know everything. Thank you. I'm on the same page. I just would rather know things. So go go right ahead. And then Ashley, it's okay. Thank you. I I actually feel like for some reason um, that there's a link here with you and food. Um, I keep seeing food around you. So do you work in a restaurant or is there an actual link to cooking or food for you? Um, I have celiac. So when you're talking about Crohn's, I related to that, but no other link. Interesting. Did you meet in a restaurant or a party with this gentleman who is the writer? Uh, we met at an event. Okay, perfect. Um because that's what they're showing me. I'm trying to keep it psychic without going into the mediumship part, but, you know, I am a medium at the end of the day. So, um, Ashley, would you understand that I've got a gentleman that steps in for me with you? Um, And he keeps... uh, Okay. He keeps telling me that you're not where you're originally from. So are you not originally from L.A. or where you're located currently? Born and raised in Los Angeles, California girl. Interesting. <laughs> Can I see what the writer looks like for a second? Don't kill me. I feel very much drawn to the male energy. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but that's right. I want to say Roger. It's Roger. Oh, there you go. It's so funny. I know I'm supposed to read for Ashley, but I kept hearing Roger. Okay, Roger, are you open if <laughs> stuff comes out for you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Um, so, I'm sorry, Ashley, but Roger, um, with you, I actually keep showing t- being shown two proposals um, that I need to look at. I actually feel like the first one, a bit hesitant with. So, I don't know if you have recently want to you know, display your work in a different capacity. But this is what I'm being shown. It's like it takes a different shape or different form. However, the first proposal you were given, I don't know that I feel as strongly or confident about it as I do the second proposal. Yeah, I'd definitely be able to connect to that. 
Okay. Um, oh, poor Ashley. Uh, <laughs> this is interesting. I know, I'm like going with Roger here. And Roger, would you be named after someone? Because I keep feeling like there is another Roger, um, an older gentleman for me that would have your name or share your name. And your naming you were honored by like almost carrying on the legacy of this older gentleman. No, it's, I, I, was, I was named after Roger Sherman, who was one of the people who signed the Declaration of Independence, who was a contributor ah, for religious freedoms. So funny history buff. Now, Roger, would you also have um, a grandfather that would be in spirit for me? This gentleman actually is quite broad-shouldered. Um, you're like a smidge shorter, as I see him, uh, than you are. But I actually feel he's got some kind of link to the service, either serving in the military or the Navy, but it's definitely an honorable service to the country. So um, there are two grandfathers who come to mind, but um, did you say that the one that you're thinking of is shorter than me or taller than me? Just a smidge shorter. Yeah, that would be um, my grandfather Harry was a civil engineer who um, built ships and shipyards, both for the American military and then eventually around the world. Thank you, Um, because I I have him stepping in because I needed to link to the military connection um, and very ginormous hands. I'm literally watching my hands get bigger. That's so wild. Um, gotta love this part of this work. Okay, thank you. And would you also understand? And that his name is Harry. Yeah, did I say that? Yeah, you said. Uh, you did. Yes, I'm absolutely. You did. Um, he doesn't even remember. <laughs> I love it. Yes, you did give me that. Um, I wish you had it, but that's okay. It's probably your first reading as well, so that's totally fine. Um, okay, thank you. Now, would you understand also with this gentleman, Harry, the fact that he? It's so interesting, but I almost feel like I'm inhaling toxins or I'm inhaling, you know, kind of, I taste metal in my mouth. Um, Okay, thank you. Now, he makes me feel like this went into his blood and was a factor in his passing later on. Two things going on with him, though, medically. I almost feel something, you know, almost related to that old... What they're showing me is asbestos, but I don't link to asbestos. That's my sign for either breathing in chemicals or having something of almost mercury in my blood. That's so strange. Well, I think there there is a connection. Because he was a civil engineer, um, he did a lot of work um, with metals. And in fact, he built, he was the engineer behind almost every bridge that surrounds the island of Manhattan. And ultimately, oh he, he lived until he was 94, but he was, uh, during that time, um, he was exposed to an awful lot, and, and, uh, and, he, and he died. Don't, don't, don't tell Excel. me how he died. Excel. Hang on to it. Don't feed the medium. Don't feed the medium. So, because it's so funny, I actually, um, I live right in the center of all those bridges. Yeah. And it's so funny, on the map, it was literally my space. Um, so that would make sense to me. I'm surrounded by all of those bridges. Um, I take one probably every day. So um, let me just pop the phone in. It's, your grandfather's draining my battery on my phone. It's wonderful. <laughs> he was no. Um, 
Okay, thank you. Now, he's drawing me very much to his lung area. Now, I have to take a deep breath in because I feel towards the end that it is a struggle to breathe, okay? Um, yet, at the same time, I feel that people said goodbye to him, but there was not an opportunity for somebody to say goodbye. And he's saying that he hears, he heard what was said to him. So are you the one that did not get to say goodbye? No, I was I was by his I, I I got to say goodbye. Okay. Is there someone though I have to highlight someone that did not make it or did not make it in time? I must feel out of state. Well, I, to me it feels like it could be his wife. Ah. Like okay. just because but she because she passed away before him. She passed away before him. Do you understand the name Margaret or Mary? linked with this? Margaret was my other grandmother, not my, not the one that was married to him, but Margaret was my father's mother. Because you've just said grandma, and I heard Margaret. I have a so, grandma. Yeah, my other grandmother's name is Margaret. Okay. Um, and she would be in spirit as well, yes? Yes. Okay. Um, and would you understand why I want to bake you an apple pie? <laughs> <laughs> that was Grandma Bertsy, his wife. Ah, Okay, so I've got both of them coming in. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's almost kind of like a fight for grandma. <laughs> I love totally it. It's probably possible. Um, it, would, the other, would Margaret be a little feisty? I, <laughs> I like her energy. <laughs> yeah, no, feisty is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm being gentle, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Because um, she actually is kind of stepping right in front of your your grandfather's wife. It's so funny. Um, Harry's wife, she's actually stepping in front of, and then Harry's wife is stepping in front of her. So we've got to kind of separate the two apart. Um, that's hilarious. Now, I almost want to say, you know, <laughs> in the most loving way, she Margaret just said, I do things my way. Yeah. I do things my way. Lover, but very stubborn woman. Very much wanted to be independent. Yeah. Um, and a fight for control here a bit. And I, what I mean by that is that it's actually this feeling of, I don't want people to care for me. Like, I don't. I love them, but I don't want to be taken care of. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Because um, she's actually, I see people coming in to help her, and she's pushing, literally pushing them away. Um, and now, this is, Margaret is mom's mom? Dad's mom. Dad's mom, okay. Um, but would she have been very close to your mother? Because she's talking about your mom as well. Well, I, I think you sort of created, you, you captured the dynamic between the grandmothers. They were both in competition. Thank you. Because um, it's almost like I'm going to win over your mom. I'm, I want to win over, you know, the. it's almost like the acceptance struggle here that's yeah. going on. Oh, it's so funny. But I have to, I'm, I can't, you can't make this stuff up, but I love how Margaret is just really super aggressive. Fabulous spirit. Very, very strong. Um, yeah. Would you would you understand also with her the link to the cancer? I've got two things. I've got cancer and either diabetes or something that would flow through the blood. Or I've got to monitor the blood in some capacity. 
Yeah, no, that was um, my grandmother Margie had uh, diabetes. She was a very, very difficult person during her life, but towards the end, she became soft. Yeah, <laughs> she just said soft. She said that was hard to admit, but yes, I became soft. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Thank you. Um, okay, and I also want to link into a happy birthday. So, um, and I will not make this fit. So, is there a birthday in the family either the last two weeks ago or in the two weeks coming? You're you're actually switching back over to Ashley now. Okay, because I've got to say happy birthday. Um, now. I'm going to, I have to stay true to what I'm receiving. So I'm going to say that your grandmother, and I want to go with Margaret, is giving that approval of Ashley, and I need to say happy birthday. So Ashley, would be your birthday that is coming up? Uh, no, uh, not my birthday. Somebody that you have in spirit. Yes. Thank you. Um, because it's so funny, she's kind of, <laughs> she is feisty. No offense, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would shank a bitch energy. <laughs> I love it. Actually, um, now that look, there's, there's, you're, you're covering a lot of because actually it just occurred to me, and forgive me, but my grandmother Bertie's birthday was two days ago. Oh, thank yeah. you. With psychic amnesia. It's yeah. okay. It happens. You're on the spot. She was, so. she was the defini- definition of feisty. Okay, perfect. Um, because, yeah, I, I had to go too. So usually for me, because I will not make information fit, um, she said, I'm glad you remembered my birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's funny. That sounds um, like <laughs> uh, And you know what? I, I almost feel like she'd be the type of person who would kind of say something very sarcastically, but it really was true. Yeah, like, no, I want to she... get my point across, but I'm going to soften it with sarcasm or like a little snarky. <laughs> My, my my grandmother Bertie was the type of person who would walk up to somebody famous, and say, "Do you know me?" <laughs> I love it. It's so awesome. Oh, and she thinks Drew is cute. Sorry, Susan. <laughs> I've got to give you that. Um, okay, thank you. Now, Ashley, um, this is interesting. I've got two separate energies coming in. I've got a younger energy that I feel like would either be a friend or a cousin here or, like, somebody you grew up with um, coming in. Now, and then I've also got a woman who's a bit above her. Um, Very maternal, nurturing energy to the older one. Can you still? That's for I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yeah, we got you. We hear you. Okay. Keep going. Um, Ashley, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Okay, uh, thank you. You can take both of those. Uh, definitely the older maternal one. Um, Ashley, would you understand the name Marie? No, Mara, but, not Marie. Ah, uh, I would have never gotten Mara. I would get the closest thing that I know to it, which would be Marie. So, but Mara is the name. Yes, perfect. Okay, they can only use what's in my reference. So I don't know anybody with that name. Um, Marie, for me, would be the closest name to it. Now, wow, extremely nurturing. Um, wants to take care of you. Feels you need to take better care of yourself is what she's saying. Now, have you recently switched up either the way you're eating 
or working out, there's something different about a health routine um, or even a medication switch or change. I mean, my life is very, very different than it was six, seven months ago. Yeah, but I want to go a little bit more detailed. I feel like this is something within that would have affected your physical body in an effort to improve it. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm working out differently. Okay, because I feel that there's this effort to take better care of yourself. Yeah, that's true. Of lately, but it almost spans for me across several things. So for me, if, you know, I can understand the working out part, but it's also monitoring, you know, specific things that are in, I, I heard intake. So monitoring what you're putting into your body more. And is there somebody who recently quit smoking? Either you or Roger. No. Roger, do you understand that at all? Yeah. Um, you know, I... You know, I became a, a vegan, but it was—it's been a year and a half since since I did that. So, um, but I think, like, I mean, to, to connect it to something in terms of intake, I, I think that it, I can't really speak for Ashley, but I know that in our relationship, we've been working very hard on how we, well, how we consume energy and and and, and being more positive and less negative. Ah, okay, thank you, um, because I do see a shift in that, and I do feel like. Do you mean um, like more energetically been, than like? actual physical kind of thing yeah it could be for me it's kind of mind body spirit link um it's so cute I love when it's always the first reading because it, it's so literally taken <laughs> but yes and I'm used to it Ashley it's you know it's kind of unexpected it, it's on your toes so to speak people forget their own birthdays it's awesome um <laughs> Roger your grandmother said well he remembered mine um Oh, my God, her energy is so crazy. I love it. Okay, thank you. Now, I'm also very much drawn to um, queens for some reason. Now, queens. Yeah, that's – are you back to me now? Because that's where my yeah. pregnancy was from and my mother. Roger, I can't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, queen. my, my grandma Bertsy lived her whole life in Queens. Thank you. Okay, but I need one other person. My mother. Thank you. Okay. Um, and mom is still with us, yes? No, my mother passed away. Ah, thank you. That's what this is. Um, Ashley, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. But I'm totally reading Roger. That's fine. I, I, may I have apologize. A, I may have a question for you at some point, but I don't want to stop your flow. Okay. Yeah, hang on to that, though, because I will uh, absolutely, you know, go with your question. Um, Roger, I totally am with you because I need to link into the older woman and the younger woman. And Queens was the linking factor here. So mom and grandma are together and are coming through together. Now, you would understand with mom, and this is quite interesting because she snaps her fingers for me. I feel I passed rather young. Yeah. Yeah. and I also feel like this is something that either went misdiagnosed or overlooked. When it was recognized, it was very downhill quickly, or it's this like feeling of impacts and she's crossing. Yeah, my mother, my mother um, was misdiagnosed as being clear of cancer, and she herself knew that there was something going on, and so she insisted on a CAT scan, had to fight for it, got the CAT scan. 
after a couple of months of arguing and at that point it and already in produced. that month in that the in those months i'm sorry to cut you off but she's just going um i've just heard the name donna as well so i just want to put that out before i lose it that was her secretary and one of her close friends ah okay because i want to acknowledge donna as well um hopefully she'll hear this um but yeah she wants to acknowledge donna as well i needed to give that before it left me um i don't hold on to the energy so it's in out and out but um but with mom in those few months that she actually fought for this um and i almost feel like i'm battling insurance companies i'm battling insurance um she's like it's the shit system it's the system I battled the system. But in those months that she was battling, this was actually spreading or metastasizing to other organs or other parts of the body. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I actually feel like it starts lower or originates lower, and then it's coming up. Yeah, it was, so, it was ovarian cancer at the beginning, but by the time she got the test, it had spread to her lungs. Thank you. Um, because again, from the very beginning with the heaviness in the chest area. Um, okay. Now, Roger, would I be correct in linking you to the month of November or the number 11, either birthday, anniversary, or passing? My sister was born in November. I was okay. born in November. So is Our kids were born November 11th. <laughs> yeah. A lot of November energy in the room. Thanksgiving is coming up. 11-11? <laughs> I didn't know the kids were born 11-11. That's yep. so wild. 11-11-92. So 11-11-11. Oh, this is 10-10-10. Oh, wow. And there's three of them, no less. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so wild. Um, but and, and see, we got we got to. I've got to start to wrap this up. We're running out of I time. I got to go to Elvis's birthday yeah, party. Yeah, speaking of birthday, Bob has Birthdays. to run to a birthday party. Oh, Bob. Okay, I just want to validate though, Roger, your sister, because that's mom's way of getting to you to acknowledge your sister. I want to acknowledge your sister as well, yeah. um, and a new energy. And I'll leave off in this note: a lot of love from grandma. Margaret and from mom um, just relay the message to Donna I need to thank Donna but I also want to link into your sister I feel you need to reach out or connect with her and I do feel there's new energy coming into the family so mom is aware of either the new baby that came in or the fact that there will be an announcement of a new baby into the family okay and I'm just going to leave you with lots of love from her we, we, can we let MC go? I know Roger came through. Poor Ashley. We came here for Ashley. I know, Ashley. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Today is actually, um, I'll tell you, today's the birthday of when my mom actually passed. So I was curious if you'd pick up on that. But Wait, no, she said something about the... You mean the anniversary or the... Anniversary. The anniversary when she died. No, but not my mom. It was his mom or his no, grandma. No, today's the day of your mother's birthday. Yeah. Today's your mother's birthday. Today's my mom's birthday. Tomorrow's she died birthday. yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. we got to have the things straight when you're yeah. trying to do this. <laughs> MC, anything else for Ashley before I let you go? You know what, though, um, Drew? The interesting thing is spirit will actually um, come through in information. They piggyback is what we call it. So I think what's happening here is the fact that Roger – maybe a little bit more energetically open and a little less nervous, easier to tap right into his energy because he's not on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the linking in with the mom, the there's a lot of commonality, a lot of common factors 
that came through, you know, the connection to mom, the birthday, all of those things. So for me, if this was like a group reading or a gallery of 2,000 people, Ashley would be able to understand the message as well. Spirit works that way on the other side to get to as many people as they can. Um, And I think the fact that you guys have come together as a couple, merging energy, your loved ones then merge above you in the spirit realm. So I would not be surprised if that was a double link kind of piggyback via Roger, but information you could relate to as well. All right, MC, thank you as always. We will uh, check in with you sometime soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank Good you. Good stuff. Thank, thank you, you guys. Take care. Have a week. Bye. We're going to take a little right, break. Let's we'll, take a break because we'll we got to debrief this. Yep, debrief. Information exchanged during participation in this podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment as nothing here supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Anything promoted on this podcast is not to be in place of your usual prescribed medications. Always consult with your medical professional. Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications in internal medicine and addiction medicine. However, he is not functioning as your physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on this podcast or drdrew.com. Thank you for your support. So here we go. We're, we're back, back and yep. we're going to debrief what we just heard because so. I heard a lot. Yeah. Yep. And I just want to ask the two of you some things, right? You're kind of not open to this stuff and he's kind of into this stuff. I'm open. You're nervous. open to it? No, but every couple is a yin and yang of things, right? It's mostly the microphone that you got to share. <laughs> so it's a it's a yin and yang. Usually, people there's a fittedness, Drew. Yeah, true. To, I I'm kind of a cynic, right? And I usually choose people that are kind of flighty and kind of open to anything, right? And it l- allows the cynic in us to let our guard down. That's what I believe. That's what I believe fittedness is, because we all are m- m- kind of interested in this stuff does my mom look over me is there a way for energy to transfer over and and reassure us from the other side right so i've become i've gone from cynic to totally into it but it took years of people helping me by me being cynical with them going through it and I think, you know, the first few times that I went to something like this, it was weird. Like, I, I thought I was going to get talked to, and then the, what happened to you is other people in the room were open to it. Because he answers right away, right? And they feed off the energy of the openness of the answers, right? And so when we're kind of guarded, you know, out of our cynicism, right? You, 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 were, you had to have been a cynic about this in the beginning. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cynic. I'm a skeptic. You're a cynic about everything. I'm a not about this. All right, all right. Right? I'm not. A, I'm not a skeptical about this. I believe. I'm there you go. Her. But what was the experience like for you, Roger? Because that's well, she got. Well, she came the up. The Donna your name thing was away. really heavy, right? That blew you away. Well, what actually, what blew me away the most was um, MC getting um, Ashley's mother's name. You know, Maria is as close to Mara as can come, and of all the infinite female names out there. For the first guest that she have to be off from Mara's name by a single, you know, vowel. Letter, letter, yeah. yeah, and I think that also does connect for me as to one of the reasons why maybe I was meant to be here for this because I really, you know, when there's a couple of questions that MC asked that that Ashley could have said yes to, but I feel like she was that that maybe because nervous or whatever. But like, you know, 
I got chills all over my body when she said Maria. I'm hearing the name Maria when her mother's name is Mara. But, you know, but but yeah. Ashley's response was no. There's no Maria. So I, I I feel as though part of maybe why I was here was to be a little bit more open for Ashley and That's to allow that in. About. You know, and Margaret, I mean, when we're talking about, so I feel almost like every woman in my life showed up to try and push me to get Ashley to recognize her mother's presence in the conversation. There you go. You know, because Margaret, and you mentioned my sister and you mentioned my mother. Those are the women in my life with the exception now of Ashley. Is your sister dead or alive? My sister's alive, but. Are you disconnected from her? You don't, you're not too friendly with her. My sister's been suffering from a lifelong depression. There you go. And we're not as close as I think. You don't have to rationalize it. (laughs) You're sitting with, we understand. We have have a distant, we have a a distant relationship, yeah. Right. But I, I love her very much and she's a very loving person. It's just hard to be close to her sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So Ashley, what do you feel about the whole thing? I feel like. I'm at the, uh, I saw a first really good episode and I'm on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to know what, ha- like more answers about my own stuff. Well, that's what happens, doesn't it? And well, then you become addicted to this stuff. Oh, you won't become addicted. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, here's what will happen. God forbid they break up. Then she's going to call and be like, wait, is he coming back? Is he coming you know? back? Yeah. <laughs> wait, can you tell us if that's going to happen? Right. She's like, I want to know if this is the one. I swear. Yeah, if you weren't answering that, that'd be great. Every time I meet a new guy, I like call the psychic and I'm like, hey, I have a date tonight. Do you think this is the one? That she yeah. started off with our relationship stuff, and I thought I was going to get a really clear answer. Because <laughs> so you're so you're not you're not pregnant right now. I am not pregnant. Okay, right now. So, okay. <laughs> Maybe you're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to we got to wrap all this up. You got to get to the you're not. you got to yeah. get to a birthday party, a kid's birthday party, right? Somebody here is pregnant, Nate. I just looked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe you're going to get into it at the birthday party. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. I got to go. Uh, Got interesting, right. interesting. It's fun, right? Yeah. You gotta wow. open yourself up to it, Ashley. It's fun. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Give her some phone never numbers. Live, never Give her live some with phone numbers. If. You know, never live like with the what if. Now yeah. she can cross it off the list and be like, at least I've had a reading. And uh, she, Bob, the, Bob was the on. The psychic uh, said her mother's name and birthday, and today's her mother's birthday. And she was like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob was on calling out also uh, producer Susan Pinsky's. Uh, show that was with Andy Dick and Susan was on. It was called Rehab Heaven. Bob yeah. connected with some lost friends. There's Rehab Phoenix. in Heaven. Yeah, uh, it's calling out with SusanPinsky.com. It's on top of the webpage with a photo of Elvis Presley. Uh, and so uh, MC, she again also calling out with Susan Pinsky. She can be found at Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays. But anyway, you guys, thank you all for all being right. part of this. Uh, here we are. It's, uh, we'll see you next time. See you later.
here. Does it matter? Am I just another broke-down lost soul who slowly kills himself a breath at a time? I should have been dead by now. I predicted at 28 I should have expired. The world pokes at me like a fire fighting to stay alive. The odd spark and curious blaze of glory never seemed to last long enough to bask in its glow. Will anyone miss me when I'm gone? 